Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Why do so many businesses struggle while others seem to explode overnight? Do you wish you had the secret to this type of exponential growth? Now, I've scaled more than 20 businesses to over $100 million, and it's not just luck. In my new book with Mark Tim, Mentor to Millions, you'll learn the repeatable framework I use in all my business ventures for massive success. Order at KevinMentor.com and get over $1,000 in bonuses. Head to KevinMentor.com. Welcome to the podcast. This is your host, Seth Green. Today, I've got the good fortune to be interviewing Monica Sullivan, the CMO of Demand Science, a global revenue intelligence platform and integrated B2B solution suite to amplify your sales and marketing ROI. Monica, thanks so much for joining us. Great to be here, Seth. Like, you know, you've had an incredible background. How did you get started? I started my career really at Digitas, which was founded as Bronner Schlossberg Humphrey, a direct marketing agency. It was a great place to grow up and become a marketer. Had the chance to work with clients like American Express and AT&T and Merck Medco as they transformed their organizations. And for sure, you know, opportunity to work with bright people and, and see that organization through over those 11 years from a mid-sized company to a multi-national company. I worked in our Boston and New York City and London offices. It was just an amazing opportunity. That is absolutely incredible. And then you've also uh, had roles at Caesars Entertainment, D50 Media, and Constant Contact. Talk a little bit about that journey. Yeah, so for Caesars Entertainment, I actually had the chance to move there because David Norton, who was my client in American Express when I was at Digitas, moved out there and I had a chance to work with him. You know, one day we were having lunch when he was visiting his grandmother and he said, you know what, I have a great opportunity for you. And so I moved out there with my family to Las Vegas and had a chance to lead advertising for the 15 brands and 40 properties, casino properties across the US. Great opportunity to help change and transform that organization. And there was a lot to be done to really move forward with different campaigns by getting buy-in and really working with it across the organization with those internal clients, which were the GMs of the casino properties. Tremendous opportunity in my career. Um, had a chance to be the president of D50 Media, which was a, a real you know, opportunity to work with DRTV and all direct marketing opportunities. Um, you, know, you know, the DRTV space is very competitive and that was a lot of fun. Constant contact, you know, getting into the SaaS space and obviously a well-known platform and had a chance to really work with an amazing team to create new campaigns to really continue to compete in a very competitive space there um, with a great team. They ended up being purchased not long after I was there, only about a year after to Endurance International. So 
I found my way through a reference from an amazing sales contact, Lauren Chacon, who was my partner there. She introduced me to some folks at Gatehouse, which later became Gannett. Gannett is the owner of USA Today and hundreds of local newspapers across the country. And that journey also led me to Peter Norton, uh, sorry, Peter Norton, um, and also Pete Canoni, who is our CEO now of Demand Science. So I've had a few chances to come full circle and work with people a couple of times in my career. Um, of course, the, the opportunity with Gannett was to try to help as people were moving away from physical newspaper consumption to digital, you know, how those sales organizations in the B2B space try to figure out how to help those local clients with those great local re relationships, but help them do more with digital advertising, more than just even the online news. So we had a chance to do that both with a local um, kind of flavor around SMB marketing, which is where, you know, I worked with Pete Canoni at a inside organization called Thrive Hive, but also, you know, a, a great sales organization led by Kathy Jeff Romero to partner and figure out how to get that organization to try on a brand called Local IQ, which really brought everybody's kind of local relationship into, you know, how we sell as one big organization that can help businesses thrive. Um, that took a lot of change management. And now I'm at Demand Science, again, with Peter Canoni, who um, it's just been a great leader. This is probably the most exciting opportunity yet to try to help sales and marketing professionals with some of the big challenges that we all face with data. Awesome. And I appreciate the 50,000 foot bird's eye view of your journey. I'm sure the longer version should be in a book somewhere if it isn't already. So tell everyone watching, listening, what is demand science? What do you do? Yeah, great question and happy to answer. Demand Science is a really interesting organization. We help sales and marketing professionals get the data that they need, better data, cleaner data for you know, outreaching to prospects, but also overlaying information, which is a hot topic right now for people on intent data. So what are people consuming for content? What signals are out there to indicate that they're really in market, not just consuming information to get smarter, but truly looking for products and services? That often means also embed, embedded products. So if someone is using a competitor to a cybersecurity company software and they can see how to you know, displace that software, that can give them a clue that they at least have the competitor so that they could be a good prospect for someone in that category trying to sell their cybersecurity software. So there's all those signals, but also helping sales and marketing professionals align on goals, really understand the data and help to prioritize. As you know, you know there's been kind of the, the age-old chasm in some organizations between sales and marketing. So the goal is also to provide healthy, clean data and signals and KPIs that everyone can align on to say, these are good prospects for us, even help to increase their TAM if they can find other you know, companies in the database that really meet the signals and meet the in installed base and you know, the predictive qualities of the data that we offer. And on a global scale, you know, more and more of the clients that we work with are global, you know, so getting that data in areas like EMEA, not just North America, has been really important as well. We've had six acquisitions over the last year. So integrating those, you know, we're doing a lot of brand work to really make sure as we go to market that we're clear on who we are and, and who we're for. Um, so that's fun. And we're having, we're going through that right now. And you'll see us come out with, you know, a new website and also continue to really focus on our value proposition and how, and really what it means to sales and marketing pros. Absolutely. What sparked your interest in marketing back in the first place? Well, you know, it's funny. I went to school, you know, undergraduate 
and graduate for business administration. I always thought marketing sounds cool, but when you're young and impressionable, that means advertising and Super Bowl commercials and big, huge budgets, right? Like, so the real world isn't like that. It's a lot of scrappy, you gotta, you know, be in it to win it and um, harder, right? Like change management's a part of the equation for every CMO. And I think that part is a missing uh, category really in, at least when I was in school, and what it takes to make change and to get buy-in and what the role of the CMO really is. Um, so I started with those great intentions and it is fun. I think the days that you get to sit and, and create a, an ad though, a commercial, are probably you know five days out of your five years. Um, the rest of it is blocking and tackling and optimization, innovation, and trying to be a market leader takes inherently takes change. So that change management piece is, is really something that I enjoy, but it's definitely not something that I I thought about back in the, the early days. Absolutely. You talked about uh, demand science for marketing and sales professionals. Who's your ideal client? Well, we work with a lot of the companies that you would imagine that are in the technology space. Um, you know, the biggest names there, but it's really anybody who's in technology and software, you know, they know that they're trying to find B2B buyers. It's a really competitive space for them and to try to find a partner that can help them. It's sales and marketing buyers, and it could even be a manager up, you know, so it doesn't have to be the CMO or, you know, the CRO. It's really anybody with that decision-making opportunity and, you know, ownership it could even be someone who's influencing the sale. So, you know, it's important to also get to a number of decision-makers in the B2B sales process. So it's really getting in front of all those people, using the tactics you expect in terms of, you know, finding them in all the ways that they're out there, you know, connecting with them on LinkedIn, speaking them, with them around relevant content, of course, being in search and display, uh, being on podcasts with people like you. Well, we certainly appreciate that. So you've achieved amazing results. Can you give us an example of a recent client, what they hired you for, what their pain point was, and then kind of the magical transformation, like what is life looking like now after demand science has worked its magic? Yeah, you know what? Clients come to us with the same problems that every SMB organization has. You know, what? how do I increase my TAM? How do I get revenue quicker? And how do I do it maybe in the post-COVID world? Like we're talking about, I mean, I'd like to say we're post-COVID, we're still in it. Um, but for sure, things are different, right? You, you need to have the ability to reach people with mobile phone numbers. They're not in their offices anymore. Um, and they may never be five days a week, right? You have to have business emails. So a lot of times they come to us with the challenge of, you know, help me solve that problem where I can really find the people who are most interested in my product. And when they do, and when we work with them on, you know, end-to-end -end support for how do they get in market and for the sales organization, you know, that's obviously being able to connect with people for marketers. It's being able to warm up those people who have maybe signed up for a true free trial for their solution or been, been willing to talk to sales, opted in in some way, um, help overlay those people with those intense signals we talked about. And they tell us that, you know, they're getting two to three X better pipeline with our solutions. And that's really what it's about for us is, you know, helping the customers get true ROI and increased revenue faster, right? We want to help them also not waste a lot of time. Sometimes salespeople can waste a lot of time with unhealthy data. We, um, you know, we've been there as well. And certainly in my background where there's a lot of data, but some of it's inaccurate and it's old, or maybe it's the profiles aren't complete. 
So those kinds of things are also where we really help out. And then two to three X on their pipeline is absolutely phenomenal. It sounds like you're on the cutting edge of marketing technology and big data and all of that integration. What's next for demand science? Yeah, I mean, we will continue to, to work hard to bring new solutions to sales and marketing pros. We just made a, an acquisition of a company called Airborne. It's really helping salespeople monitor and track those interactions with their customers to make sure we're, we're trying to understand, you know, how many contacts of what type, you know, an email, a phone call can make the difference for closing the sale faster. Um, we'll continue to add new types of intent. We'll continue to add more, um, you know, healthy information about businesses so that they can make really good decisions. We're working on different ways to add information in the media to figure out not only is maybe someone has just had, you know, series B infusion of cash, they could be more ready to buy, things like that. Um, you know, more information about what kind of content is out there and what's being created. All of those things that can help sales and marketing people get, you know, smarter and have it be more actionable. You have been um, a leader and a change agent throughout your career. What do you like best about what you're doing? You know, it's, it really is about building relationships and communicating. Um, you know, I was talking to a colleague recently about a role of the CMO that I love, and it's that person who's really connecting with all the leaders in the organization and teams and helping to help everyone succeed. And uh, I have a, an 18-year-old who plays varsity football. He's going to be a captain this year, his senior year. I hope we have a season, given everything we've all, all been through. Um, and I'm mindful of the offensive offensive coach who, who's over in the box, you know, behind us when we're on the stands. We can kind of hear him. We can see that he's talking to the quarterback and then my son, the wide receiver, but also the head coach and some of the other coaches. And he's trying to communicate with everybody to keep the plays going and make sure he's coaching, you know, the, te the team members who really need to change what they're doing to, to make things happen. But, you know, he's not the head coach. He's not necessarily the the CEO, the star getting the glory, he's behind the scenes, um, but he's certainly helping to call the plays and look across the landscape of everything that's going on to try to make the game go better. That makes a lot of sense. With all the success you've achieved, what's, what's your biggest cha challenge now? My biggest challenge is, you know, a couple of things, I guess. One is bringing the organization together. I've, I've mentioned that we have had six different acquisitions. So getting everyone feeling like they know where we're going and that's part of the brand work that we're doing, which is fun opportunity, integrating all of that. Um, but create, you know, really competing with a lot of others in the space, really being able to communicate that we, what we have is different and making sure that you know, we continue to build something that is better in terms of quality that's out there. It's not just data, but quality data. And it's again, that global piece where there's a lot of players in North America, but there's still a lot of need in markets like EMEA, APAC, you know, even Latin America where, you know, there's still just, you know, such an opportunity to do a better job with the information and insights. So that's, though, all those things are true. I'm certainly also going to be working hard with my peers to make sure that everyone's on board and that the teams understand where, where we're all going. That communication piece is important. You know, I think people don't necessarily love change because it's they don't know what it means for them in an organization. So another important piece of my role is that internal communication to make sure people realize where we're headed and why it's a really great place to be and how they can make a difference and an impact. 
and making sure that my team in particular, you know, that, that I'm trusting my team to get the job done, to really execute that, you know, I'm showing them that I trust them to, to do the job. And that's another important piece of motivating team members. It's not, you know, me calling all the shots by any stretch, you know, we, I have a team of amazing ex experts that are doing their thing to make it happen. Absolutely. You give advice every day. What's the best advice you've ever gotten? Well, I mentioned David Norton at Caesars. You know, he said when I came on board, you know, we can, you know, there's definitely support from the organization, the CEO down to make, to make the difference that you need to make. And even some of the transformational change that has to happen. But at the end of the day, you have to build those relationships one at a time with those internal constituents, with all the, the GMs that are out there. It's really important to have that connection and relationship and to make sure that the team that you're working with knows that you're on the same team with them, that you're on the same page and supportive. Today, our CEO, Chris Rack is a phenomenal sales leader. And we align every single week on KPIs, on the definition of a quality lead, on making sure that you know I'm telling his team all the things that we're doing for them to help them get new inbound leads to really make their jobs easier. Um, you know, it's just, it's all the communication piece and, and building genuine relationships and being human. Um, you know, I think we still have some work to do in some of our language around you know, how we talk about ourselves and what we do. There's a lot of, there's a lot of lingo in our business that can be confusing. So, you know, doing more to make that easier, I think, but it's that human piece. Absolutely. Well, we know your time is incredibly valuable. We greatly appreciate you spending some with us. Where can our viewers or our listeners go to learn more about you and Demand Science? Well, of course, I'm on LinkedIn, but please email me any questions. I'd love to connect. Monica.Sullivan at DemandScience.com. All right. Well, this has been Seth Green for Sharkpreneur with Monica Sullivan of Demand Science. Thank you, everybody, for watching or listening. We will see you or talk to you next time. Monica, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, Seth. It's been a pleasure. Thanks everybody. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet and it's yours for free. Just text PITCH to him right now at 727-888-2100. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free perfect pitch cheat sheet. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.